0: Diverse voices Unique sound Not
1: the same old thing, different, different
0: This is NOCO FM
2: Hello, greetings lovely audience and welcome to another exciting edition of Kalo Radio I am Corbin David Alba, host of Corbin vs. The World And I am here with three wonderful humans Representing Foco Roller Derby. Hello, thank you for joining us.
3: Hi, thank you. Thanks Hi. for having us. Yeah.
2: Could you take a quick moment to introduce yourselves?
3: I'm Iona Switchblade.
4: I'm Huckleberry Spin. And I'm Pounder.
2: Just Pounder? <laughs> yeah. 98 just the pounds singular. of steel. It used to be 98 that.
4: pounds of steel, but you know, we <laughs> shortened it. I'm, I'm bigger now.
2: <laughs> I've I've always wondered on on the development of the nicknames. How does that work? Do you ever workshop it as a group, or is it more of a solo endeavor? You sit in a room for a while and kind of ruminate on it.
1: Just all of that. It all dep- of the it, above. It depends on the person. So you you give yourself your own name, right? Mm-hmm. You come up with your own name, but you do it while you're still training. And so our training skaters are called fresh hops. And so while you're in fresh hops, it's your job to come up with your name while you're while you're learning to skate. And so uh <laughs> Some people just know it when they come in. They've already got it ready. They've had it ready for years. Since they saw Whip It, they've got their name ready. (laughs) And then some people, like me, need to, like, group meetings on mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and group, like group yeah, marketing it. yeah vision research, boards yes yeah. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. gotta be honest it.
4: though sometimes we force names on people <laughs> well <That's true>. <laughs> i mean the, names. the first day i met machestic machestic yeah. gave her that name <laughs> yeah. she would have
1: never come up with that first herself i don't it was think perfect so. it's
2: perfect <laughs> sometimes it is a group endeavor yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do you ever find yourselves or heard of anyone in a situation where they've had a name for a really long time and then maybe they, they have uh, uh, an amazing dream in the middle of the night and they're like, no, this is my name now. We
3: do. Yeah, yeah we've had people change their names. It's real disorienting. But then <laughs> once you get used to it, it's it's totally fine.
2: So uh, you all are here representing FOCO Roller Derby and the organization has been around since 2006, from what I understand. That's right. Great. Uh, could you tell us just to open up, give us a little bit of background into how the organization was founded and kind of its beginnings and how it got off the ground?
3: <laughs> Way back in the day, unpack that in whichever <laughs> vein. <laughs> I think Colorado Springs actually had a, the first uh, derby league here in Colorado, and then shortly followed by Denver, and then shortly followed by another league in Denver, and then Fort Collins was the fourth to form in Colorado. So that was pretty pretty amazing, and it it uh, started in a little little place you might know, Rollerland Skate Center, and there were about twelve women at the first practice and. It just grew and grew and grew and cut to 2019. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Flash forward. Yeah. How many events did you did you have in your first year? Rather, what was the first event that was ever FOCO roller derby sponsored? Well,
3: it's funny you should bring that up. It was actually uh, the Black and Blue Ball. Ah. It was our very first event that very first year. It was the only event that we had. Um, we had to have skaters come up from Denver because we didn't have a full two teams um, to roster. So it is our uh, signature event. It's, it's something we've been doing every year since.
2: Just for the sake of listeners who might not know the specifics of roller derby, could you give them kind of in broad strokes the, the kind of spark note summation of how, of how the game works?
4: First of all, it's the best sport in the world. Uh, yes. Hands down. Yeah. Obviously. No question. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. We have an amazing coach. Hey. That's Iona. That's Iona. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We have a roster of 15 skaters. That can play at any one time mm-hmm. uh, on the track, which is an oval. It's flat. It's on the ground, not like the bank
3: ones you may have seen.
4: We field four blockers and one jammer. The jammer has a star in her head. Blockers start forward of her, um, and they line up on the jam line with four opposing blockers. Two jammers behind the jam line go when the whistle blows mm-hmm. and fight their way through opposing pack members. <laughs> so your four blockers, their main job is to help you get through the pack at the same time defending. And not allowing the opposing jammer through. So there's a lot of horseplay, mm. <laughs> I would say, along the way as we jammers try to fight our way through the pack.
2: Absolutely. Get to be first. Physicality, teamwork, tactics, yeah, all the fun exactly. things. Mm-hmm. There,
1: there, yep. There's no ball. No ball, no ball whatsoever. No, no. 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 no,
2: the ball is in the mind's eye. Yes Last
4: note. Yeah, the trick you is to stay ball. Ball. Yeah. on yeah. your feet, upright, inbounds, and moving as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Right, you want to try to score as many points as possible within two minutes. Um, and you sk- you score points by advancing on opposing blockers. So every opposing teammate that you pass, uh, their hips, you score one point.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, so so it's it's a contact race essentially boiled down. Very cool. So it does get very physically intense at points.
4: Absolutely. Yep, there's no punching. There's no kicking. There's no throwing elbows. You can't head headbutt people or bite them or anything crazy no. like you may have seen <laughs> uh, or heard some people talk about in the past. But those things have changed. It's very physical, mm-hmm. um, but it's more athletic than... And strategic, say, for yeah, sure. There's
3: yeah. a lot of strategy that goes into it.
2: That many people involved at yeah. in any given game. So, what originally drew the three of you to the game?
3: Go
1: first. Okay, I'll start. Since I'm the <laughs> baby of it, I've only been doing it for just maybe three and a half years. For me, you know, I don't actually know how I heard about it first because I didn't. I know a lot of people's entry into roller derby was watching the movie Whip It. Like, I hear that all the time. <laughs> I actually didn't see that movie till about a year ago. So that wasn't it. I don't know what it was. I think maybe Sacramento. I used to live in Sacramento. They have a really good roller derby team. And I think I was like, oh, I totally want to do that. That sounds awesome. That sounds right up my alley. I was an outdoor adventure guide, river guide, you know, rock climbing guide, all that stuff. So I was like, that sounds like something i could do it sounds super empowering but then i got pregnant so i was like okay i'm gonna have to wait um probably and so i did (laughs) definitely (laughs) probably definitely just (laughs) for sure and so then i just had like one more kid after that and then we moved to fort collins and i saw it on facebook i think foco roller derby on facebook Uh, i'm just gonna follow them until i'm like you know my baby's a little bigger and then i'm gonna go to one of their meetings and i did and that's that's how it happened for me. And I just, for me at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom and I just needed something that was just for me, wasn't for my kids, was just something that it could just be my space. It was life-changing for sure. That's for sure.
2: awesome. So so from, what I, from hearing that, it sounds like it's a really inclusive community. It sounds like you can get involved pretty quickly. You just have to go to events and, uh, you know, it's that simple to get involved.
1: Yes. We have recruitment meetings every eight to 10 weeks. And, cool. um, we, we post about it on Facebook. So if you follow focal roller derby on Facebook, we'll always have those events posted if anybody's interested. And it is a great way to find a community. If you're looking for one, it's completely changed my life. I have the job I have now because of it. I have people in my life. I just can't imagine my life without because of it. So
2: perfect. That's and really great.
4: You touched on a really good point there because it is inclusive and it's diverse and we offer opportunities for just about anybody you can think of. We don't just roller skate, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We also um, do community work with each other and <clears throat> drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then- <laughs> of course, you gotta you gotta
2: yeah. stay on brand, <laughs> right?
4: But there's a lot of opportunities for uh, people to volunteer and help out with us. Two officiating, um, skating officials, non-skating mm-hmm. officials, people that always can help and set up. Tear down tracks and just become part of our family.
2: That's really awesome. So, how many people? If you were to just ballpark guess right now, how many people are involved—from from skaters to officials to you know just people who do social media marketing? How many people are involved?
4: We have about fifty active skaters um, cool. on and off, um, and quite a few volunteers. So, I'd probably say seventy-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seventy. sounds about right. Yeah.
2: Pounder, would you like to tell me the story of how you came to roller derby?
4: how did I come to roller derby? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a long, long time ago. I just finished my ninth season Wow. already. Oh, yeah. So wild. way back in the day, I actually really enjoyed playing softball and thought about playing softball again. And my friend was like, why you can drink beer and play roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a recruit night and kind of just fell in love right away. And uh, roller skating was something I always did growing up because that's what you did in the 1980s Um, so i just kind of kept going and it
1: got better and more fun and stuck around with it nice and i could not roller skate at all when i started so Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. in case anybody's out there thinking like i could not skate i'm in my 30s i was in my 30s i could not pick my feet up with skates on (laughs) i didn't think it was possible i just thought like oh this might be a good like way to work out basically but we teach you everything from the ground up
2: there's no type of hazing there's no type of shaming if you fall down or anything like that nothing like that absolutely no that's not a thing that's not how you
4: build a good team
2: absolutely Mm -mm. iona you are a manager so what uh what does that entail Um, uh do those entail like midnight meetings talking about tactics moving x's and o's on chalkboards there's
3: there's whiteboard there's a whiteboard yep yep (laughs) i've held a lot of different positions within Foco Roller Derby and I've found the coaching position to be super rewarding for me right now. Just being able to kind of shape some people's performance and shape their experience as well as build them up and just show them how amazing they are. I think that's one thing I struggle with is trying to get people to recognize how, how great they are mm-hmm. um, and how great they can perform and how great they can be. So some time is spent for that. It's incredible it's like nothing else. And I was not a sporty kid whatsoever. I was on swim team and stopped in the middle of the race to flip my hair back because I couldn't (laughs) see, you know, so I wasn't initially sporty, but actually roller derby has introduced me to an appreciation of, um, athletics and, and endeavors and sports, even, you know, like, football like I have a whole new appreciation for it because I know Mm -hmm. what it's like to run offense I know what it's like to run defense I know what it's like to try to get all of these individuals into one team functioning as a smooth you know well executed uh, team Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just it's amazing and it's it's opened up my eyes so much as well
2: do you have any tried and true team building exercises that you do any like annual traditions or anything like that team building is
3: phenomenal And We have a bunch of annual things that we do together and it's always so exciting to bring the new kids on and be like, this is what we get to do. We do a retreat up in Estes where we do strategic planning as a business and we break into brainstorming sessions and we sort of visualize what we want the next year, the next two years, the next five years to be. So we actually have a chance to use roller derby as a vehicle to teach people and Huck touched on this earlier to teach people skills that they might not have, a ha- have access to. Um, mm-hmm. So like people who are interested in social media and don't readily have access to it, have an ability to use derby as, as a way to learn those skills. Great. So it's kind of amazing. Yeah. It,
2: yeah. It sounds like an almost sustaining social circle where, you know, you're teaching each other skills and supporting one another. Yeah. That's really great.
3: Well, that's a big
4: part of it because we're a five hundred one c three, and we're a nonprofit organization. We also do focus on things like building each other up and teaching each other skills that aren't just athletics related. Sure, right? Uh, Like project management skills, even you wouldn't uh, think that you'd get those, but sick. Oh yeah, well when you're running a
2: nonprofit, you know (laughs) that goes part and parcel with it. You mentioned that you put on events other than the derbies. Do you want to talk about those at all? Are they like uh, fundraisers, or uh, what other various events do you put on?
4: I think I'm sitting next to the head of fundraising. I think she'd love to talk about things like car washes. Oh, sure.
1: I mean, a lot of our fundraising events are tied to derby events because that's the most fun for our fans. You know, they want to come out and see derby happening. So... For example, the, the black and blue ball that's coming up, that's also a silent auction. It's one of our biggest fundraisers, and it's really a way that local businesses in the community have really come out and supported us. So that's been a really cool part of that. So we do a silent auction. We do a skate-a-thon mm-hmm. where, we try, where we get sponsored per lap that we can skate, and that's always fun and painful. <laughs> and um, we, do, we also do partnerships with other local nonprofits. We work with Animal Friends Alliance. Animal Friends Alliance. Um, Is that the jingle? I just made it up. Now that's a good jingle. I like (laughs) it. I can't help it. Uh, We do so. so We do those. uh, We help volunteer at their events. We just helped um, with the Wild West Relay, which is a local. Locally based, northern Colorado, Relay, lots of things. All yeah, the things. A lot of things. We a things. pick a new one every
4: quarter. Very yeah, cool. So well, and, and I
1: think you were talking about earlier that uh, we were at The Lyric last night, mm-hmm. um, partnered with The Lyric to show a, a documentary, a derby documentary. So Blood on the Flat Track. And so that that event was last night. We try to do things like that for the community.
2: Very cool. So you maintain a lot of active involvement in, in various areas around town. Explain a little bit how the interleague play kind of functions. Uh, do you play other teams in the Fort Collins area? Do you play teams from Denver all around Colorado? Do you do various you know, state versus state? How How does that kind of work?
3: All of the above. So we have a couple different tiers in our league. So we just reintroduced our home teams. Which typically are regionally a little bit closer to home, and then we have our travel team, which is national internationally ranked. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we have the ability to travel and play other leagues from other states. We we've, we've done so much travel this season. We did Oklahoma, um, Tucson. We did Kalamazoo. Um, we've done a lot Omaha. of traveling. Omaha. Yeah. Yep. We even yep. got
1: to play a non-US team this That's year. Right? right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, first time.
2: No. Which team? No, it wasn't time. the first time. Or which country, rather? Vancouver.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: and ah, Canadian. Coast,
2: right? mm-hmm. Do Do you have any big rivals? Have you Have you uh, been able to develop any big like you know Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, anything like that?
3: I mean, we. I'm sure in our different hearts, we have different rivals. <laughs> sure. Um, we always, you know, everyone has a different experience in the game. I like. I prefer to think of them as challenges or goals that we would like to conquer by a 100 point spread <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know that kind of thing but um it's really a gift to be able to play anyone we've been lucky because we've played great teams and we've always learned something from every game that we've played mm-hmm. so um we're looking forward to playing Pretty much everybody again. Mm-hmm. Everyone, anyone.
2: Nice. Okay. I suppose I should have uh, I should have phrased that better. Do you have a Do you have a favorite team that, to, to go oh, up I against? Go. Again, oh, rather. i yeah. I was
4: going to put a kind of a twist on that. Because Not it necessarily seems like, yeah. a rival,
2: but just one well, that's significant. you. we almost to have you. more
4: alliances than we do that's rivals true. because right. yes. the Colorado teams are so close in proximity mm-hmm. and and friendships that we've really become strong over the years. You mm-hmm. know, and we do play each other frequently enough. Like sure. we'll go to Colorado Springs and play. a We'll go and play BCB out of Boulder, or yeah. you know, slaughterhouse out of Greeley, and you know, they're all at different different levels and different strengths. So we'll send different teams and different people, and and we really do work together sometimes to bring teams in from afar and mm-hmm. and and work on holding um, events together. So Good. strength so and
2: numbers. Nice. So there's a pretty strong network in Colorado, not not just in the Fort Collins and Denver area, but right. all around.
4: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, and it's getting bigger every day. I know we were standing up at the lyric last night, and Mal had said. Oh yeah, now there's 300 teams in Woofda and you know under my breath I was like actually it's
5: 400. Yep.
2: Wow. It's, it's growing so fast. That's that nuts. We're
4: almost not able to keep up with <laughs> yeah. the numbers. And
2: Sure. And as the state grows as well too, Absolutely, you know, yeah. it'll just keep riding mm-hmm. along. Yeah. That's and we'd really, love to really see cool. our membership
4: grow. So sure. Definitely. Keep blasting our name out there for yeah. us. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And just real quick on that note, if anyone's trying to get involved or start following you, where are the best avenues to start doing that? Obviously I mentioned you guys have a Facebook page, but where else can people start following you?
3: Instagram um, our website Foco roller is a mm-hmm. really good place to get going because that's all of the resources that we offer as well as all of the avenues that you can get in touch with us and all of our social media channels are listed there as well
1: if you're a Twitter person there's a whole ter- derby Twitter hashtag derby Twitter scene on Twitter and Foco has a scene. <laughs> has an active Strong. account on yep. there yes and so that's a lot of where you know there's a lot of you know, worldwide friendships made that way too. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, we'll watch the the championships or the playoffs as they're streaming on Twitch or wherever they're being being broadcast. And we'll all watch them get on Twitter and do our commentating and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's one place if you want to, even if you're not in Fort Collins, that's a fun way to learn more about Derby.
4: You can always email recruits at org
1: or info at
4: focalrollerderby.org as well.
2: And just like on a on a personal level, you know, you kind of touched on it and how the league functions uh, as a very supportive group. So in, in your experience, you found that it's it's been really rewarding juggling your involvement with, with the roller derby, with your own social lives. And it, it sounds like they kind of go hand in hand after a while.
1: They absolutely do. Yes. I think Pounder was saying earlier, you know, even if you don't want to skate, there's so many ways you can be a part of this community. I have a lot of friends who would never put skates on their feet like they, you know, totally different type of person from me, but maybe we're mom friends or whatever. And they have made themselves supporters of our organization by partnering with us as, you know, their entrepreneurship, their businesses their you know, the things that they've their projects um, and. Or you can come and you. You don't have to be on skates to be an official. We have off skates officials. We have skating officials. It's definitely. I think we all kind of find a way to bring our friends and family into mm-hmm. it at whatever level that they would that that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if they want to see us, they should probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a real <laughs> thing.
2: That yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Do you have any other pursuits outside of roller derby?
3: What else? What like is other bodies What never... is this pursuits? I don't. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mountain bike yep. and dirt bike mm-hmm. and ride motorcycles. Sure. a lot. So if I'm not on roller skates, I'm definitely on wheels somewhere.
1: Nice. She's cool. I'm not that cool. <laughs> You're pretty cool.
4: <laughs>
3: you are pretty cool. You I'm talking about? Mad you should
4: see her hit people. Let's be honest. Oh my yeah. gosh.
3: <laughs> and you can at- <laughs> <laughs>
1: NOCO FM is a 24-7 internet radio station. A little different, isn't it? Always streaming at www.noco.fm.
0: We play all types of music from all over the world. Rock, hip-hop, indie, electronic. Everything has a place at NOCO FM. Well, except for Bluegrass. There are other places that you can hear that. Thank you for listening to NOCO FM.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Adrienne from Feminist Hot Dog, and I want you to join me and my awesome guests as we put the fun in feminism. It's true. On Feminist Hot Dog, we explore all the ways feminism makes the world a better place, no matter who you are. So come hang out on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Mountain on NOCO FM. And don't forget, love yourself and love your buns. See you on Wednesday.
2: Obviously, one of the things that it, that's so attractive about sports is, you know, the drama and the, the teamwork aspect and the tactics. What are some of your favorite moments in game, like your favorite, you know, personal, personal sports highlights, greatest dramas?
3: Oh, man. I Mm. my one of my top five for sure is when we finished a game with four players on the track. Oh, my gosh. gosh. (laughs) So technically. So you're you're allowed, as Pounder said before, to have 15 players on the track. Mm -hmm. And um, once you reach seven penalties, uh, you're considered fouled out. So you exit the track and you gear down and you're not allowed in the bench area again. So we were on the third day of of a beating tournament in Boulder and we had uh, nine people uh, due to. I think we had one injury and, and we had nine people start that game. We had four people finish that game <laughs> and we won by 60 points. Wow. Yes. It was amazing. It was amazing. Literal and,
2: black and bo- blue oh, ball.
3: Oh, it was very, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. physical, super penalty heavy. Oh, it was a, it was great though because the team had misgivings before we jumped into that and, and leaving that track just felt like champions. Like champions is amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: Overcoming the odds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The stories are endless. Sorry, that I, was- yeah. <laughs> I, I,
4: I couldn't even begin to tell you all of the little victories along the way from being knocked down and constantly getting back up or scoring the hardest point you've ever had to or, you know, watching your friend accomplish something in a game that they've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, Apex jump oh. is. I think one of the most rewarding things that I can achieve because it allows me to just skip over four blockers and score four points right away. And if you can do that and call off the jam and then just turn around and be like, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> with buddies, style points but ladies buddies. and friends <laughs> with the B then that's
2: a pretty awesome mm. moment does it does it stay pretty pg stay pretty pg on the uh, on on the track or does is there a lot of trash talk
3: there's actually in the rule set you're not allowed to be like disrespectful as far as like swearing at opponents or officials or audience members or any of that stuff so mm-hmm. it's it's kept pretty pretty good but tensions you know they do run high emotions run high sure sometimes um it gets a little gets a little sloppy out there. I would say it's outside of our team culture to mm-hmm. allow that mm-hmm. type of behavior outside we, the main. we work
4: really hard to build oh, yeah. um a cohesive team that really fosters our individual s- strengths and
1: our home games that that we host our league is family friendly so mm-hmm. we as much as we are competitive and we do have kind of uh, ridiculous and sometimes risque names uh mm-hmm. but we do keep- we do make it fun for the kids because you know we've got junior league and you know we want everybody to be able to come and watch it and, mm-hmm. and be inspired by it so that's how we do it there are you know there's other there's other uh, venues where it might get a little l- little over pg but you you wouldn't know about it <laughs>
2: exactly you yeah. sure you'd mm-hmm. have forewarning yes mm-hmm. so how many uh, how many games do you typically have per year per season as as the case may be
4: Athletic programming is usually segmented by skill set or by team. Mm-hmm. So home teams have a couple opportunities to play each other or local teams throughout mm-hmm. the year. We usually give them three to six, depending. Um, and then we have like what we consider an upper level and a medium level mm-hmm. travel mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And, and uh, they have a tendency to travel a little bit broader of a spectrum. Not always skill set based, but sometimes just based on, you know, how far they want to travel or what kind of um, –
3: commitments they yeah can make. yeah exactly sure. so um, logistic and strategic
4: yeah, yeah, the, yeah the upper level travel team has a tendency to play um three tournaments or so throughout the year each of those usually have two or three games they can be wide you know in states like utah nebraska wyoming
3: Mm -hmm. all the big mexico yeah exactly
2: (laughs) and who make who makes those decisions who who organizes those lineups is there a is there a roller derby governing body this is it entirely self-contained not entirely there's there's
1: more than just us but pounder is our league president Mm -hmm. and she's also our athletics director so she does a lot of the nitty-gritty communicating with other leagues planning out what we can logistically handle what we can financially handle Iona obviously as the coach has a huge say in that what's strategically beneficial for us you know to play for our rankings I'm currently the micro bruisers that's our that's our a travel team I'm the captain of that or co-captain of that so they ask me sometimes what they what what I think too so Mm -hmm. but there's a there's a lot of we have a whole athletics committee that puts thought and time and work into that. We have a board of directors that makes a lot of decisions about those, those things, about finances and how much. A lot of what we do with fundraising, I'm also the fundraising chair, is raise money so that this sport is affordable for anybody who wants to play it. Because mm-hmm. um, it is expensive. The gear is expensive. We have monthly dues. And then there's travel fees. If you want to take it seriously and and actually play competitively, there's there's travel. Um, so we try to make it so that everyone who wants to do it can do it. So we have scholarships and um, hardship passes and things like that. So that's a huge part of what of what we fundraise for is to make it accessible to everyone.
2: Wow. And so it, from the, from the time that it began, have you seen, you know, we touched on it a little bit as far as the growth, uh, that, you know, you've experienced even in the last few years, what does that kind of look like going from the beginnings to where it is now? Like how much of a jump has that been?
4: It breathes. Mm-hmm. The organization has a tendency to, you know, fluctuate a little bit in its size. And sure. It's it's not necessarily due to any one thing it's just kind of the nature of it mm-hmm. people go to school or get married and have a family and mm-hmm. and uh you know it just changes throughout the time but i think that we've been very successful lately we've got a great group of women we've got some um really amazing people in leadership positions that are super strong in their skill sets and really well organized and articulate that have allowed us to get our word out mm-hmm. um and and it's and it's helped us grow Mm -hmm, quite a bit
2: and look good doing it (laughs) absolutely your next big event coming up is your black and blue ball and could you tell us a little bit about that obviously it was the first event that you ever had so it's a very cherished
3: yeah very cherished i'm clutching in my heart right now yes um (laughs) can confirm yeah um it's really singular in that it we have team black versus team blue um, and it's allowed us to have a good mix of people. This year, we're going to be featuring our home teams. And it's sort of a prom, homecoming-flavored event. So we do encourage formal wear. Um, if you're going to come come see us play, we do encourage you to get in um, the feelings and, and wear that formal outfit. And it's basically two teams playing derby, wearing formal or semi-formal
4: wear. The more taffeta
3: so much yes.
4: and sparkles the butter. Oh. Very good. Is there a
2: dress to impress prize or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Superlatives. Like, we worst stressed we're,
3: last year. We love we're love. very competitive.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Not trying to flex Which or is anything. Nice. It's nice.
1: It's good. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think a lot of what we do, a lot of what we've been talking about, we take it pretty seriously. At, we consider ourselves real athletes that are competing in a real sport. And um, if you, you know, if you spend five minutes kind of researching what Flat track roller derby is right now. It It, it is a, a real sport that people take seriously. But this event is more. This is where we like to go back to our roots and be silly and dress up. And we try to keep that that spirit that that kind of heart of our league alive in that way. Have these fun events, the salt and pepper bout, the black and blue ball. It's fun to be able to have those things. So mm-hmm. we like to put our sparkly dresses on. And- say
4: it. I know you were going to say fishnets. I know it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. It
2: almost goes without saying. Yeah. I was
1: going to say glitter, but no, we're not doing glitter anymore, right? Can we of- do Glitter. Not on the not on the floor not in the oh yeah because it takes Center. forever
2: wow. yeah being a theater major taught me that yeah, yeah. and no
1: no feather boas no those feather boas those feather boas oh, will, will trip the feathers yeah, will take you out. or the that safety
5: pins oh,
3: okay. oh can we oh, just no. talk about sequins for a second that stuff hurts so, <laughs> so bad. Wild. you can weaponize like the costuming that's can. insane yeah you yeah. absolutely can it creates like a meta level up. of strategy the prettier you are like the more painful it is
2: pretty and dangerous yes.
4: But I mean, to be fair, the more elaborate, the better. This one is one we go all out on. So, with
3: don't I don't know what's happening? (laughs) the the wardrobe malfunctions. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, none of that. No, we have a. Sometimes we'll do a dress rehearsal, and you know, so you can give it all a try, make sure you have full range of motion. Mm -hmm.
1: Nobody's jumping ship
2: or moving out, or yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then you also mentioned the salt and pepper bout as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So that one's a lot of fun. So that one's open gender. uh, And it is kind of the idea behind it is. So we have these amazing group of people in our league who are our officials, our skating officials. So they have to be just as good, if not better, skaters than we are. And they have to know the rules like to a Mm T. So they they um, and we our league couldn't function without them. We couldn't have games without them. We couldn't have definitely couldn't have sanctioned play without them. So. We're very grateful to them. And those, uh, our officials are men and women. And when we have salt and pepper, everyone can play. Um, So the refs get to not be refs anymore. Some of us skaters will volunteer and be refs instead. And then um, some of our refs get to finally, you know, stop being neutral and get get on a team and and just go for it and Mm -hmm. it's it's really fun try to play roller derby yeah (laughs) it's pretty great yeah it is pretty great because finally you can be like that that uh that ref who's been calling you on it can unleash calling you on those forearms and you're finally like you
2: get it's (laughs) time have you ever had the opposite happen where you have a referee play derby for the first time and they just go absolutely full ham
3: um. That's every.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> they just
2: unleash the demon yeah, every yeah. single time. Well,
3: to be fair, there
4: are some officials who are also roller derby skaters. Um, yeah, that's true. At, at other leagues that's because true. some local leagues have co-ed teams or men's, or men's teams. So. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they they do actually most of them do actually know how to play roller derby. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> well, they just have to. But we still like sometimes. to. We still, I mean, like, come on. We still like to take though. them out. Yeah.
2: You know?
3: yeah.
2: Was there anything further that? Uh, You all wanted to share as far as upcoming events, fundraisers, just things to keep in mind as far as recruitment goes.
1: Well, I will, before we move on from the black and blue ball, we are, I think I mentioned before, having a silent auction. This is a big fundraiser for us. Um, So I just wanted to make sure people are keeping an eye on our Facebook page for that. So our auction is it's a silent auction at the event, but we also have an online auction at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you can go on there and see what what um, what you can bid on. You can bid online. So we've got a lot of, you know, local businesses who have donated awesome stuff. Death and Glory Skate Shop in Denver donated an awesome skate bag, um, Skate Rats in Loveland. They always donate something amazing, skateboard or something like that. June Poppies, uh, she's a local baker in, in Fort Collins. She's she's uh, donated some gift certificates. Fantasy Inc. and Greeley, they've donated some gift certificates for uh, different lengths of tattoo sessions. Grease Monkey. Yeah, Grease Monkey.
3: Shout out. Yes. Sponsors. Always. Mm-hmm.
1: Maxline. Maxline is, um, is a partner with us, and they... They've donated a growler and some Maxline swag. So it's, you know, there's always some really cool stuff. And, of course, we do handmade stuff, some, like, uh, knotty cross-stitch items and things like that um, that are league members. Derby's a weirdly crafty place. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't don't (laughs) identify that way at all. But we have a lot of crafty people in Derby. So we've got Mm -hmm. quilts. We've got beanies. We've got... All kinds of stuff. All the so. Etsy stuff you so could So that's yeah, something to follow definitely. along with and, and bid to support your, your local roller derby or, you know, if you've got something you want to donate, I'll take it. Nice. Sure.
2: <laughs> were there any other, that actually reminds me, um, as, as the organization has grown and as it's progressed over the years, were there any businesses, were there any groups that were really helpful in getting it off its feet or making it happen or just otherwise, you know, people that were supportive um, in the past?
3: Rollerland has helped us so in so many different ways across the years in and continues to do so. Um skate rats is always and forever uh has been a partner and a and a friend both to us and others. Um who else who else has been really yeah. pivotal? There's so many people. Like there are so this <laughs> well, truly is a community, you know, supported and loved yes. group. So we're Yes we're just pretty grateful for I mean it. even
4: the city of Fort Collins oh, yeah. has helped us yeah. when we needed it and they worked with us to paint a track at the uh, Fossil Ridge Park mm-hmm. at their outdoor hockey rink so the community's really come together wow. to help us cuz
1: you know women's
4: organizations need all the help we can get yes. absolutely yes.
1: Yeah. yes and we uh, yeah if it weren't for Rollerland we wouldn't have a home to practice at at all so they they are they've supported us from beginning to to now and they you know they so go there and roller skate. Yeah. Go uh-huh. roller skate go there, go there go because skate, you know support. what? A lot of a lot of sp- cities across the country are losing their roller skate rinks. So they are a valuable place. And yeah. they're mm. an amazing family. Yes. That owns we're that life,
3: so. so lucky yeah. to have that here in Fort Collins. And we're also super lucky to have an adult skate night Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to... Check us out. We're often awesome yeah. there. Ooh, Put very. Put some skate roller skates cool. oh. on and yeah. see if you're into yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. one of us is likely to be there. Yeah, we're, we're kind of <laughs> rink ratty.
0: Yeah, We're rink <laughs> <rank> ratty. <laughs> kind of
3: <rank> ratty kids. <laughs> as,
2: as long as we're shouting at events, is there anything else not not just in the Fort Collins area, but uh, around Colorado? Any skating related events that uh, that you really enjoy that you want to shout out?
3: Oh, there's tons of stuff coming up all these weekends. We have um, B teams championship here in denver um that's all the top ranked teams in the nation have sent and actually the world i know there's a team coming Mm -hmm. from australia there's several teams coming from out of country um and then we have the Murda championships coming up right after that which is the men's roller derby association they're having their championships hosted in denver this year as well so all of that stuff is is happening i think colorado's kind of become a little bit of a a hub, kind of. Yes. Roller derby hub. Yeah. Very so cool. Pacific Northwest, watch
4: out. Cause... There's also chicks and bulls. Ooh, There's a great group of, mm-hmm. of people. Um, I think it started mostly with women yeah. that uh, outdoor skate or ramp skate at the skate parks. Mm-hmm. So you're a lot more inclined to see eight wheels instead of four mm-hmm. at the parks these days or, mm-hmm. or scooters, which I don't really count them, but that's <laughs> good. Uh, No one does. Yeah, lots, good. Of, yeah. Yeah. lots of women at parks. So yeah. if you're up to yes. that sort of thing too, you, there's a, there's a great community
3: there as well. And then we have a Facebook group is Foco skate club here mm-hmm. in town. And um, that's a lot of trail skating. So taking mm-hmm. advantage of some of those bike paths on yes. um, eight wheels cool. with your dog or your kids <laughs> <With> your dog,
2: <laughs> as a case may be. Yeah. What is your favorite name that you have encountered in your roller derby travels? Oh. Pounder. I
1: mean, <laughs> I'm just
4: kidding.
1: I know. I feel like my name's kind of dorky, but I'm really attached no. to it. Mine's definitely not the best one, but I love I,
3: it. I'm really like there've been so many great names. There was a skater called Shark Week. Um, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, there's
1: a there's a skater called uh, Gallifrey, which is a nice Doctor Who reference. I That's good. That. I that's good. A that's a deep cut. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's Braun Swanson. I'm I'm <laughs> partial to Braun Swanson. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's my hero.
4: I mean, Battley Portman's always a good, yeah. Ooh, was Ooh, a good that's one. Yeah. That's good. Are there
2: are there any derby athletes that get really into their alter ego, kind of like a you know mild mannered like Jekyll Hyde, and then they put on the pads and they're like, Ah, I am the Hulk now. Or it's called ego.
4: Yes. I mean, let's be honest, she looks like a normal human being and then she gets on the track and her face she, is painted like an eagle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she paints she's her two face, different yes. people. There and she is go. a
1: very you know, she calls and flaps her arms yeah. and yeah, she's she plays for Denver. Okay. Um yeah, I, I would say yes and no. So I think what Derby does is it pulls that personality that exists inside of you that maybe only certain people get to see that side of you. It pulls it out because you really don't have you you can't afford to be reserved on the track. You can't afford to care about how you, you know, how you come across, how you look, how you sound. So I think it, you know, I think that's something that there's a lot of introverts in roller derby mm-hmm. that I've noticed, not all of us, but there are a lot of introverts. There's a lot of, you know, people who maybe deal with anxiety or depression or other issues like that. And when you're on the track, you kind of just don't have a choice except to leave that stuff at home. Um, So it's just kind of a release for a lot of people. So in a way, it can be
2: very therapeutic in a way. too, It
1: can kind of manifest as an alter ego. But I think it's just really who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Well, it provides a sense of confidence that you may Mm -hmm. not have otherwise gained.
5: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's
3: a space that's inclusive. Like we were talking, Mm -hmm. it's a space that recognizes struggles and is there to support and create a space where. Those things can be left behind and, and we can all kind of approach it on equal ground. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. When you see other people being themselves, it allows you the freedom to actually be yourself too. It's pretty great.
3: And it's kind of, I mean, it's a trope that we've sort of struggled against the whole Jekyll and Hyde and the alter ego. But because roller derby has, in America, has a hard time being legitimized, um, especially by mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's something that, while we recognize some truth in it we see ourselves in it sometimes we also feel feel morally obligated to <laughs> let yes. people know that it is people just being their authentic selves and and being in a culture where that is championed rather than um seen as alienating
2: and that's an interesting point that you brought up in in how the culture perceives roller derby which i think is a really interesting point uh in in your experience have you have you found that you know, in the fifteen years that the organization has been around, that it's that it's warmed up, or or a better question rather, um, what is the kind of mainstream viewpoint that you that you usually get with people w- when it comes to roller derby?
3: Um, so people who it depends. I mean, uh, people who are not immersed in the culture tend to approach it as a novelty, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately is real common with women's athletics. Yep, it's it's sort of seen as a sub you know, it's, it's a subculture, um, uh, and roller is in a, is in a unique space in that some of the culture did inform the sport itself and yes. the athletics themselves. But I think it's maybe approached as a novelty, but as people get into it a little bit for, they recognize that yes, it's a demanding athletic pursuit. It's a demanding, um, sport and it has, um, some pretty intense rules and some pretty intense strategies. And, um, ideally people come out of it, recognizing it for mm-hmm. the for the sport that it is. I think athletically I've seen a huge amount of change over the last yeah. mm-hmm. you know, decade because
4: when I first started, we would show up, you know, in our ripped jeans and our ripped t-shirts and think we could just go out and skate with fish nuts on it. And mm-hmm. that kind of was the case. Mm-hmm. But people, when they show up now, they know. Mm-hmm. They know what they're getting into and they know they're not going to be wearing fish nuts right like it's the time it's, for it's not it. just a recreational yeah thing. yeah you're there to work
1: yeah so it's changed i think i think you hear a lot i think the comp, a question i hear a lot is is it fake is it like wwe is it mm-hmm. you know stage it's not staged it is not fake we are we are out there there are rules and there are you know there are strategies and we are tr- we are never trying to To lose on purpose oh my gosh sure um so no it's not fake (laughs) but i do think as far as like the the culture like the media and stuff embracing it i think it is the representations getting more accurate because you have places you have really prominent leagues in places like los angeles or in portland or in new york where they they're being consulted when there's a movie made or a tv show has an episode about roller derby so i Mm -hmm. actually think it is getting better um, you'll still have some ca- kind of cartoonish par- depictions, but I think you're starting to see more the real roller derby. If you see an episode of television that has roller derby in it, I think it's getting a little closer.
2: Sure. Treats it a little bit more fairly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think that just about covers everything on my docket. So unless any of you had any deep resounding wisdom that you would like to share to anyone that is still waiting, sitting at home, wondering what recreational avenue they could devote themselves to roller derby could be the thing
1: i would just encourage people to if you're curious you can come to a a recruitment meeting absolutely especially if you know you want to do it but if you're curious just come to a game and and see see what it really is like um because it is exciting to watch and it is fun to watch takes a minute to kind of comprehend what what the basic concepts are but you know we try to make it as accessible as possible to our audience i would say come out and watch it See the kind of people that are out there on the track doing it. And it might change your mind about whether you could do it or not. Um, This is a sport of, I mean, we've said it a hundred times, but it's inclusive and it's diverse. And that includes body diversity, Mm -hmm. gender diversity. If you want to be involved, we will find a way to make you at home on our team. Mm -hmm. We all look so different when we're all, you know, when we're off the track, we're all different heights and sizes. And it's just there isn't a person that I don't think could could be a part of it. So, you know, come and see it for yourself. And, and I think it might change your perspective on what you're capable of.
2: Well, it seems like a really beautiful community. And I, I for one, am really impressed with how, how far reaching of an organization it is and how fulfilling it can be, you know, not just from an athletic competitive level, but on a, on a personal level as well, you know, being able to meet and connect with uh, so many different people that you wouldn't have been able to interact with otherwise. And they grow and become part of your lives. Uh, It's a really great thing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, it was amazing. So thank, you know, thank all three of you for coming in today and, and, and sharing all that. And I really hope that, you know, a lot of people hear this and, you know, they kind of, take that as their spark to get up and go out and check it out.
5: Come skate with us. Come skate with them.
2: (laughs) And just one more time, um, rather name your organization and just your upcoming event and what date and time.
1: Oh yeah. Of course. So focal roller derby. So you can go focal roller You can just look at us on Facebook. Um, October 13th is our black and blue ball. And um, first whistle is at five, I think. Doors at 3. So, yeah, so that's October 13th, mm. Black and Blue Ball. That's at the McKee Building. Um, that's at the Budweiser Events Center. Um, it's a building in the Budweiser Events Center. The, uh, the 4-H, 4-H building. The 4-H building, mm-hmm. exactly. Gotcha. Um, so when did do doors open? 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. And if you get your tickets online, they're a little cheaper. Um, tickets at the gate are 15. Uh, tickets right now are 10. So um, do that because this is a popular one. Come see us and have fun. Yeah,
2: very cool. Well, Iona Huck Pounder, thank you all very much for your time. Thanks I'll for having Catch me. Yeah. you at the thank Black you and Blue so much for yes. allowing us to come. Oh, totally. It was my pleasure. Our pleasure. Great.
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Color Radio. To hear more episodes of Color Radio, as well as the many other shows from the Noco FM family, visit noco.fm. Or search your favorite podcast app for Noco FM. Caller Radio is also available on our free mobile app. Find it in the App Store and Google Play Store. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Color Radio is produced at the Noco FM Studios in Fort Collins, Colorado. If there's a Colorado based musician, band, or artist that you'd like to see featured on Caller Radio, drop us a line and let us know. We're at Noco FM on all the social medias. NoCo FM is listener supported. If you like what you hear and you're in a position to help the station grow, please visit us at patreon.com slash nocofm. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Color Radio. This
5: has been a production of NOCO FM.